And once again, you have found the PBO podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet. Of course, I'm not with my trusted canine co-host because he's back home in the state of Georgia as I travel around Florida with my wife, accompanying her just on her job. I'm just here to look good and look pretty and just be some eye candy for her. I'm not really doing anything except this podcast. So anyway, welcome. Uh, Let's get into it because we're going to talk about the election cluster fund park 2020 presidential election uh, and, you know, the the stop the steal. Uh, that's that's the that's the that's the handle now. Hand ta- uh, hashtag stop the steal. There is so much information coming out about this. And I gave a word of caution a while back and I want to give a word of caution again today. And I want to share um, a, a correction of a story and the word. The word of caution is this. Don't believe what you already know to be true or ver- have verified to be true. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of information going to come out that's misinformation because here's what the left is doing. And I've seen this in a couple of them and I haven't reported it. Is they will put out a story that's so crazy, so salacious that you're just like, what? <clears throat> like yesterday I talked about one where the Cubans are funding this. And I'm like, what? The Cubans? They don't have any money? How are they going to fund this? So, you know, you got to be cautious about those things because they're going to throw out all this disinformation. And the reason that they're going to do that, they being the left, is because they want you to glom on to some crazy story. It turns out to be crazy. It's verified to be crazy. Then you look crazy. No credibility. So anyway, John Solomon, who has his site, Just the News, dot com, uh, which I have a lot of faith in. I, I like I like John Solomon a lot. I think he's got a lot of credibility with me. And you know, there was a report a few days ago about that army raid in Germany on servers allegedly of Dominion or Smart Tech or Smart Track. Well, it turns out it may be something different. So John Solomon, uh, Just the News, reported uh, reports of alleged alleged U.S. Army raid on German server may stem from separate incidents says experts. Uh, there's some cross-information about what happened and where. One intelligence official said, uh, the report, their article goes on, reports that the U.S. military recently seized computers, computer servers in Germany for evidence of election fraud likely pertain to an earlier raid by German authorities uh, over a different issue involving hacked police files, a U.S. security source said. <clears throat> there's some cross-information about what happened and where. An intelligent official with expertise in cyber operations told Just the News verified reports about one incident probably got conflated with speculation about another. All right, so I know what some people are going to say. Some people are going to say, that's another false flag. They're just telling you that to throw you off the trail. Yeah, I trust John Solomon and his news organization. If he's going to make that kind of report and correction, then I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to walk away and look for other things that are anomalies in this, this uh, cluster fund park of an election. And there are plenty of those. I mean, a lot. So like this. Now, I use Gateway Pundit a lot, which I've explained. And <clears throat> again, you take everything in as data points and you, make, you come to your own conclusion. Don't let people tell you what to think. You got to just get that information and, and use it to come to your own conclusion. And, you know, Gateway Pundit does that quite a bit. They just report these anomalies. And he's, uh, Jim Hoff over at Gateway Pundit has done a phenomenal job doing so. This report makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of sense. Now, they'll put up a salacious headline. That's what uh, copy editors do to get eyeballs to the screen. And his headline is that, <clears throat> more proof of fraud. Turnout numbers show basement Biden Joe, basement Joe Biden scored a one in 2,666 year win, highly unlikely. Now, what he 
what he's what he has is he has some data that is just makes it the likelihood of Biden's win that much more unbelievable. And that is voter turnout. Now, I mentioned before, I think it's, I forget what country it is. I think it's Australia. I should look it up. I know that has a mandate, a law where you have to vote and they can't get, they have a hard time getting 94%, let alone a hundred percent. I mean, if you don't vote, you break the law and they still can only get 94% to vote. So in this country, historically, our turnout has been uh, around the 50% mark, some between 50 and 60%. So they put together a graph. You know, voter turnout graph by percent. So population doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter. Population is not the issue. So no matter what the population is, it's all about the percent of population that turns out to vote. So you would wish, you would hope that a large number of people turn out, but they don't. I mean, there's apathy in a lot of people. They just don't think that government affects or impacts their lives in any way. So they don't care. They don't vote unless they have a reason to vote. Unless they're excited to vote. So let's say like, oh, I don't know, the first black man running for president of the United States and they get excited. He does these wonderful speeches. They go to his rallies, thousands upon thousands. Or let's say a dynamic businessman puts his name in the hat who's got a brand that people know and people are excited. Thousands upon thousands go to his rally. And then a 47-year political hack I shouldn't have said that, right? A political guy who's been in politics for 47 years, a senator. And there was a report I shared a while ago that before the election, I shared it, that um, the likelihood of a senator who has had two terms being elected president, um, statistically, it's just very low. Uh, The likelihood of somebody being government in government for the number of years Joe Biden's been in government, becoming president eventually is statistically low. You know, uh, it's one thing people are is they're consistent, but this threw everything off. So look at these voter turnout trends for the last 100 years, starting in 1920. Harding was uh, the winning president, and uh, the turnout was, was, they don't have exact, it's on a graph. So I'll just go averages are slightly above, slightly below, slightly below 50%. In the next election, a 1924 election, Coolidge was a little lower than Harding. He won with less than uh, 50%, more than 45%. And Hoover, Ho- Herbert Hoover uh, won with a 56, looks like 56.5% turnout in the 1932 election. Now we got the Depression. I mean, people are hurting. They want hope. And they're looking for it. And they found it, they thought. In Franklin Delano Roosevelt. You'd think a lot of people vote, but you know, it's the depression. Maybe they just were worn out. But less than 55% turned out. Looks like 52.5% turned out for the election of 1932 that elected Franklin Delano Roosevelt for his first of four terms. Now, he must have did a good job in his first term. His second term in 1936 had a turnout of 57% roundabout. He must have did well in that term, too, because his third term had about a 58% turnout. I guess not as well in his fourth term because it was like 56% turnout. But historically, those were pretty good numbers for the United States. And then Truman, low turnout in Truman, poor guy. Uh, 50, like 51, 52%. And then Eisenhower came. He was dynamic. He was exciting. People had hope. We just won the war. America was proud. We won a world war. Eisenhower, 
<clears throat> jumped up to about 62 and a 63% election turnout. Second uh, election, Eisenhower got 60%. Eisenhower was a very popular president. And then came JFK, young, dynamic, good-looking guy, looked good on camera for the first time. You think that would be an exciting election, and it was. 64% of the people turned out for JFK. Uh, LBJ, and I'm going to rush to get to where our, we're at now, LBJ was about 62%, Nixon about 61%, Nixon second term 55%, Carter, Carter, this one's interesting though, what's interesting, not Carter, but after Carter, Carter, the turnout for Carter was about 54%, 53%, turnout for uh, Reagan was less. About 52 and a half, 53%. <clears throat> Reagan's second term, it went up, but only about a percent, two percent. And then Bush one dropped about 50%. Clinton, another exciting candidate, right? Young guy, some say good looking, 55%. So it jumped back up. But again, we're nowhere near JFK numbers. And, you know, we're, we're 30 plus years now almost, over 30 years. Clinton's second term, he got under 50%. Bush, two got 50% in the 2000. The 2000 election, you know, with the hanging chads, Core v. Bush in Florida, 50%. Bush's second term, you know, we had 9-11. People were fired up. People were rallied together. No time in the history of this country that I've been alive had I seen a country come together the way they came together after 9-11. Yeah, Bush must have shot up, right? Oh, it shot up, but 56%. And then Obama, you know, first black president, first black man to get uh, to win the nomination of a major, major party ticket. You think it would be astronomical? 56% maybe. And then his second term, 50% turnout. And then along comes Trump. The, the, the businessman that throws, the, threw a wrench in everything. And then the most hated woman in America, Hillary Clinton. You would think that would fire up a lot of people, right? It did. It, I mean, it was a higher turnout than Obama. So it was like 58%, almost 60%, actually. Almost 60%. I think it was 59% of the number I remember. So that, that was, that's the history, the 100-year the history of voter turnout in America. And all of a sudden, guy who campaigns out of his basement, who selects a vice presidential candidate who couldn't even get past one primary. So it's not like she's exciting. It's not like people are crazy and excited about getting the first black female vice president. She couldn't even crack one primary. She's gotten zero delegates in the primary. Over 70% turnout as it's standing right now. How is that possible? I mean, how is that possible? That's the question we all need to be asking ourselves while scratching our head. Because it's improbable. It's just not logical. But here we are. Here we are. Now, <coughs> so the question goes to, how did it happen? Was there election fraud? Because this doesn't make any sense. So here's the theory, the conspiracy theory out there. And yes, it is a conspiracy theory. Now, Sidney Powell states that she's got evidence of this, right? She states there's ample evidence that the votes were switched in the voting system. 
the, we saw that. I keep bringing up Michigan, Atrium County, Michigan. I keep bringing it up because it's the perfect example of what happened. 6,000 votes were changed. Now, first, I, there was, first it was reported 6,000, 3,000, 6,000. Doesn't matter the number, really. Let's, we'll, we'll lower it. We'll say 3,000. 3,000 votes were changed from Trump to Biden because a software update was not done. Does that make sense to you? That doesn't make sense to me. How does nobody, and I haven't seen anyone answer that question. How can this software magically switch one vote for a candidate to another candidate unless this specific software update is done? Well, who wrote that code? I mean, think about it. I mean, uh, we got these wonderful machines, but, you know, before you go live here, could you install this software? Uh, why? What, what does this do? Well, if you don't install that software, the votes are going to switch from one candidate to the other. Which candidate? Oh, I don't know. That doesn't matter. Um, the Republican to the Democrat. So that, that, that's, <laughs> that's what we're supposed to believe. So how can it happen? Well, I'm going to play a video for you. If you're listening to the audio, uh, I think it'll make sense, even the audio, but I'll explain it. We'll talk about it after it. But I'm going to play this video for you of someone who did just that, who hacked a voting system. Now, it's a little bit of a long video, but I think it's worth the watch. It was tweeted out, uh, not yesterday. It, it, it didn't come out like last week. Um, this was tweeted out by none other than Edward Snowden. Remember him? Edward Snowden tweeted this out July 27th. 2019. That's right. You're going to be amazed when you watch this or listen to this. All cybersecurity experts who have given electronic voting machines any thought agree. These machines have got to go. To show you why, I'm running a mock election using the same dangerous and obsolete machine still in use today. Our election will find out whether Michigan students prefer their own university or our arch rival, Ohio State. After the chaos of the 2000 election, we were promised a modern and dependable way to vote. I'm here to tell you that the electronic voting machines Americans got to solve the problem of voting integrity, they turned out to be an awful idea. One vote for McCain. That's because people like me can hack them all too easily. I'm a computer scientist who has hacked a lot of electronic voting machines. I even turned one machine into a video game console. Imagine what the Russians and North Koreans can do. I've even gone to Congress to raise the alarm. Our highly computerized election infrastructure is vulnerable to sabotage and even to cyber attacks that could change votes. This is the same electronic voting machine used in Georgia, in parts of Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, and even in swing states like Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. Millions of Americans voted on paperless electronic voting machines in the 2016 election. Who are you going to vote for? 100% Michigan. 100% Michigan. Obviously Michigan. 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 But here's a little secret between you and me. I've already hacked these worthless machines. Step one, 
buy a voting machine on eBay. Or, if you're the North Koreans, hack the manufacturer and steal their software code. Step two, write a virus. Step three, email your virus to every election official responsible for programming the voting machines with new ballots. Many of these officials are easy to find online. Step four, sip coffee and wait. Step five, hijack the ballot programming and let the election officials copy your invisible malicious code onto the voting machines. Step six, watch your code silently steal votes. All right, here are the results from the electronic voting machines. Ohio State wins 131 to 108. There's a good reason we computer scientists are paranoid. It's a golden age for hackers. The computer virus that destroyed Iranian nuclear equipment. This is one of the largest data breaches in history. More than one billion of its accounts were hacked. What chance do the people running your local elections really have against Russia or North Korea? Okay, everyone, um, I hacked the voting machines. <laughs> I do have the real results because we also counted on paper. Michigan wins! Michigan won in a landslide. And I can say this confidently because I have the real results from the safest and simplest solution, paper ballots. Yes. We need to take a hard look at the equipment that actually records and reports votes. Even though the Senate Intelligence Committee is finally showing some understanding of the problem, it's not enough. All states in this country, the people ultimately responsible for how we vote, must act too. In a real election, an official could quickly scan these paper ballots and shortly after have a human verify the results. Paper plus audits. All elections should be run this way. But if you don't want to believe me, or every single expert in cybersecurity who's thought this through, then take it from this guy. It's old fashioned, but it's always good to have a paper backup system of voting. It's called paper. Yeah, they forgot step seven because um, they showed the six steps to do. Step step number seven would be to hire Eric Coomer uh, into Dominion as your uh, voting system security chief. You know, this is the guy I reported on yesterday where he said Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. That would be step number seven because when this guy did this um, video, he was thinking of foreign entity because, you know, that's what they told us in 2016, Russia, Russia, Russia. Now, this was done from within. If done at all, and it's still an allegation, but isn't that chilling? I mean, was that not just like, did it drop your jaw listening to that or watching that? Because it's exactly what it looks like that has happened here. Remember the stories about the people uh, dropping in a ton of ballots in the middle of the night. You know, there's all these stories where hundreds of thousands of ballots are dropped. So I mentioned this before, the, that it looks like if this is true, if the, these machines were hacked, and we know they can be, this guy right here did it. I mean, he showed us. He shows us that this is a possibility. And he even said that the people in his industry, they know this. But remember when we talked about that 
<clears throat> there were people that are saying that they saw the votes coming in for Trump and they panicked. So they had to dump so many more votes in for Biden in order to, to get him the win. That's why these numbers are improbable. That's why it's all falling apart for them. It's all falling apart for them because they overshot it. It's like I mentioned before, you know, if you cheat on your taxes, you cheat on just enough, not a lot, because you cheat on them too much, you're going to get an audit. Well, that's what's going on right now. Is this enough, though? It, 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 can it be overturned? Is it, is, is it too far in? The media wants to manipulate you. Remember the boiling frog? The media wants you to think that it's done, that Joe Biden is your president. Again, he has the office of the president of the elect. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, luckily, we have a president that fights. And it's funny, by the way, going back to that video, how this all came about from the 2000 election. And here we are all over again. They knew these machines were compromised, that can be compromised. The state of Texas rejected them like three times. But here we are. Now, we have a president that fights. We know, you know, Donald Trump is a fighter. Um, this from... Uh, Citizens Free Press. I got this from Citizens Free Press. Uh, the Trump campaign files <coughs> the files. The Trump campaign files for Wisconsin recount deposits $3 million to challenge the Biden steal. So President Donald Trump's re-election campaign on Wednesday said it will file for a partial recount in Wisconsin. The announcement came after Wisconsin election officials confirmed that the Trump campaign wired $3 million there ahead of the 5 p.m. deadline to file for a recount. So the recount in Wisconsin is going to happen. The check is in the mail. Actually, the check is cleared. Money's paid. It's going to happen. Now, if you recall, Wisconsin was won by 20,000 votes, 25,000 vote lead for uh, Biden. So Wisconsin, we got a recount. Michigan, uh, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan has decided they I, I reported on it yesterday. They they twisted the arm. They called two uh, canvassers who to that who are Republicans who are saying that we're not going to certify the election. They called them, they called them out as racist. They, they doxed them basically. They doxed them and they caved. So Michigan's all of Michigan counties are going to certify the election results. So those are going to go through. So there is going to be another court case. I guarantee it. Michigan and Pennsylvania, I think are going to be the two that'll go to the Supreme court. Not sure, but the, the Michigan is one of those where there's so many irregularities, obviously Pennsylvania. Is the biggest one in my home state of Georgia. Well, Lynn Wood is an attorney working here in Georgia. Talked about him yesterday as well. And here's what Lynn Wood, he's got, he's got some affidavits. He's pulling out affidavits. Now, an affidavit could be used in a court of law. You, you sign an affidavit under the perjury. So uh, he's got affidavits. Basically, what people are seeing as far as not counting efficiently. So this one is an affidavit from Robin Hall. I, Robin Hall, declare under penalty of perjury that the following is true and correct. I am over the age of 18 years and competent to testify herein. I have personal knowledge of the matters stated herein. I was at the World Congress Center on Saturday, November 14, 2020. I was certified as a Fulton County recount observer. I observed many boxes of absentee or mail-in ballots being counted. Many of the boxes of ballots had voted for 100% for Biden and 0% for Trump. The ballots appeared to be perfectly filled out as if they were pre-printed with the presidential candidate selected. 
They did not look like a person had filled this out at home. These are the ballots that were mailed in, ladies and gentlemen. All of them looked alike. Me and the other observers wrote down which batch headers and box numbers ranges were suspicious. I have created a spreadsheet with the list of batch headers. So she filed that under oath. They've got the spreadsheet. Uh, all questionable ball ballots looked machine stamped, 95 to 100% for Biden for most of them. And to show the spreadsheet here, one, uh, one of the lines says 92 Biden, 7 Trump. The rest are 100% Biden, 100% Biden, 100% Biden, 100% Biden, 100% Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, I live in Fulton County. Yeah, it's, it's Democrat. There's no doubt it's Democrat County. Uh, it's a very... Uh, very um, black county, you know, a lot of blacks in Atlanta. Fulton County is Atlanta, but it stretches up north to um, Johns Creek. And it's improbable that all of those votes went for Biden. This word just keeps coming up, right? I mean, allegedly, Trump got more minority votes and black males were skewing towards Trump and the numbers that have come out from the, um, uh, the I forget what they call that when they, they poll you after you vote, uh, the, the exit polls, thank you. The exit polls showed that blacks went to Trump by about four to six points higher than 2016. So how's it possible? It's not possible. So this is what we're witnessing right now. This is crazy that this is all happening, and it seems so blatantly obvious. But do we have a will in this country to fight it? Do we have a will to push this to as far as it needs to go? There's a lot of powers that be that don't want you to. They don't want me to. They're shutting down conservative voices all over the place because this is some this is this is powerful stuff. This can be scary stuff because, you know, it, it's the most powerful position in the world and people want that power and they'll do anything to get to that power. But there are a lot of people out there that are fighting back and reporting what they know. Here's a Twitter account. Uh, Shipwrecked Crew is the handle at Shipwrecked Crew. He's a contributor at redstate.com. 22 years as federal prosecutor. Uh, six years private practice. Did a string of tweets. And the tweets are, keep an eye out for information from the Linwood filed case in Georgia. There are some astonishing affidavits being filed under penalty of perjury. I'm going to cautiously give Secretary of State Raffensperger a bit of credit here. I think he knew he needed to keep the recount neutral. I mean, he's got a string of tweets. I'll just go through these tweets. It could not be seen as a partisan effort by the Georgia GOP on behalf of the Trump campaign. But he also knew that if there were vote irregularities in some of the counties, a hand recount of the ballots would reveal some of that. Now we have affidavits being filed. Referencing stacks of pristine mail-in ballots, no signs of having been creased by being in an envelope or having been previously handled, being pulled out of boxes and being counted. You have overlooked electronic memory devices that were not previously tallied. You have auditors 
and observers describing perfectly filled in bubbles on mail-in ballots, which should have been done by the voters by hand and stacks of mail-in ballots that have a vote only for the presidential race and nothing else. If there was fraud on this election night, the officials involved in that would have been needed to try to cover their tracks in a hand recount. And this is the only kind of thing that could have done uh, could have done created enough ballots to get the numbers close to what they reported on election night. And we haven't even started yet on the issue of the failure to do signature matching as required. Uh, this litigation is how the case in Pennsylvania should be going. He's absolutely right. I mean, it looks, it looks bad here in Georgia. Bad for Biden, that is. We've already had three uh, county recounts come back with more votes for Trump. And, you know, it's like, almost 5 million votes cast here in Georgia, I think. I'm not sure the exact number, but it was a lot of votes that all have to be hand counted. So this stuff, it just keeps getting curiouser and curiouser and curiouser. And it's not going to end well for Biden is the hope. Uh, I just hope that, and I, I hate using that word hope, by the way, I find it a very wishy-washy word. Hope is, uh, you know, you can hope in one hand and shit in the other, right? Um, this is just the, the, the information. It's, it's scary. I mean, the people that are uncovering this, I hope they're watching their back. I've been, uh, told to watch my back just reporting this, but this has to come out. This election cannot be stolen. And if it is, if it, I said this before, if it was not stolen, so be it. So be it. If Biden won legitimately, man, kudos, man. Hats off to you, Joe, because you brought in more voters than ever before. Yeah, that, he's saying that out loud doesn't make sense, does it? There's no way Joe Biden could bring in over 70% of the population to vote. Um, you know, Trump couldn't do it. I mean, and if Trump did do it this time, all those votes should have went to Trump. Uh, Sidney Powell has said that um, she believes Trump won in a landslide, that it should be over 80 million votes. So one last video here on Sidney Powell, and then we'll wrap up the podcast for today or this segment, and we'll catch you up on the next segment. <coughs> We're almost there. Just you wait.
Hello. Now I'm just trying to find uh, a video to play and then I'm wrapping up one. Try to do one for tomorrow. What time is it? I can't find this video of Sydney Powell what I'm looking for. Okay. I've had a lot of problems all day. Really? Oh, can I let me finish and I'll tell you. No, you can leave them off, please. Oh, well, I can't find it. So Sydney, so Sydney Powell has been saying this for a while now. So if she's right, this is the biggest election fraud in the history of our country. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Please do visit our website, the PBL Podcast, and all of my social media links are there. Hit me up on my Facebook page, like our page, facebook.com slash politics and brown liquor, and you'll get all of my latest updates there, videos, stories. You can follow me also on Twitter at the PBL Podcast, as well as Parlor at the PBL Podcast. Again, thanks for listening to this episode of PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor.